This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Richards Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average hero's new name, same place. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the new episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super C, the God Among Gods, the King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Now, before I begin the festivities, I just want to go ahead and take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone that had an opportunity to listen. Listen to all three parts of the anniversary show. The first part, Fight for the Fallen, the second one, Slammiversary, and the third, Extreme Rules. Now, we're done with all three events, but now we get to talk about the aftermath of Slammiversary and talk about the aftermath of Extreme Rules. So today, right here on this episode, we're going to talk about Slammiversary and we're going to talk about extreme rules the horror show and as you can tell by the sound of my voice you can tell that i was a bit disgusted but i think but i think we'll get past that for a little bit so for right now i think we need to get a little entertainment going before we get into the festivities so I'm going to do what I've done the past few episodes, and I'm going to entertain everybody for right now. And then after the entertainment is over, then we begin the feed. So tonight, or today, however it goes, let's be entertained first, and then we'll discuss what we have to discuss.
That was Taproot doing a, one of my all-time favorite songs back in 2002. A song called Poem off of the album Welcome. So if you guys have never heard of Taproot, all you got to do is go over to Spotify, get an opportunity to listen to not only that song, here's the entire, entire album as well. It's a pretty good album. Uh, the first album, the second album is pretty good. I think they've released about, um, if I could be wrong here, let's see, they've released... Um, nope, it's not it. They've released, uh, let's see, Gift, that was the first album. Welcome would be the second album. Uh, Blue Sky Re Research, yeah, that's the third. Uh, Plead the Fifth, fourth album. And the last album that they did was, uh, let's see, the the episodes okay that was a the last album released in 2012 so get an opportunity to hear taproot on spotified when you have the opportunity now all right guys i'm not going to suspense with the formalities all right now i do want to talk about wwe extreme rules because as this be, as this is being recorded okay i got done watching extreme rules I saw all the matches. I saw everything I needed to see. Now, there are a few ignorant morons out there right now that are telling me the same thing. Okay, they're telling me the same damn thing. They think it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. Greatest thing they've ever seen. And yet, I have this look on my face where I wanted to pull my own eyeball out and throw it the hell out and then go to a doctor and say, I need a patch. And then when I put that patch over one eye, then I want to take a baseball bat. I want to take a baseball bat. I want to charter a flight. Yes, I want to charter a flight. I want to go over to Stanford, Connecticut. And I want to look for Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon because I want to place his head on top of a table and smash his head a few times and wonder what the fuck he was thinking when he made Extreme Rules. But we're going to leave that all alone, okay? We're going to leave that alone. Because that's going to be the entertainment aspect of this episode. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. So, whew, okay. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to the good stuff, if you don't mind. Let's talk about Slammiversary. Let's talk about what happened at Impact Wrestling. And let me do this because I think they deserve it. Absolutely, they deserve my applause, they deserve an applause from everyone, because let me tell you something, I had a chance to look at Slammiversary um, this past Saturday, now I didn't get a chance to order the pay-per-view, although it would have been worth it, the $39.99 would have been worth it, simply, 
after what I had saw last night, I thought it was a great event. I thought it was tremendous. Everything was set the way it was set. And you you couldn't put a better show if you could. You, you just couldn't. I mean, my God. Slammiversary... Uh, all of us wanted to know exactly what was going to take place at that event. A lot of people were curious about how this was going to begin, how this was going to end, how it worked. Now, there are a couple of things that uh, we are going to discuss, though, because I did hear a few comments from the from the supposed man that called. I, I really don't have anything against the man. I think he's a great journalist. You know, he does things for the Wrestling Observer and everything. I admire him as a wrestling fan. He's known this business for a long, long time. But he is starting to become Vince McMahon. And to those that wonder who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Mr. Dave Meltzer. (laughs) I don't want to even get into any of the comments that he said about Slammiversary. I'm just going to... I'm just going to lay back, relax, and say, are you out of your fucking mind? Are you serious? That was just, what in the hell? I don't want to even get into the comments that that dude said. All, all, all I can say about it is Slammiversary was a tremendous event. I love what I saw, and uh, it was good. It was very, very good. So for those of you that not, had not had an opportunity to check this out, listen to the opener. Of TNA, or I'm sorry, not TNA, but Impact Wrestling Slammiversary of 2020. Good evening, everyone. It is 8 o'clock on the East Coast, and Slammiversary is officially underway. As we know, just after midnight last night, it was announced that the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, have officially signed with Impact Wrestling. But they are not alone. I know. When? Tonight? Weeks ago, we first reported here that a former world champion would be making his return to Impact Wrestling tonight. Just who that person is still remains a mystery. Are they good? Are they bad? They are who they are. The main event features a four-way battle between Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin, Trey, and a mystery opponent for the Impact World Championship. Again, the identity of the mystery opponent is still not known at this time. Sleep with one eye open, there's a wolf at the door. What is known, however, is that a new Impact World Champion will be crowned here tonight at Slammiversary. In fact, every championship in Impact Wrestling will be on the line tonight. in and buckle up. It's going to be an eventful and historic night and an evening of many surprises and slam of earth. Yes, feel better, feel worse. I don't know. I'm scared. Impact Wrestling presents
Well, Slammiversary kicked off pretty good and everything else like that. So the main event did not get a chance to see the entire event, but I did know what was going on and did see a lot of things that took place. So let's talk about the first matchup that took place. The Rascals had an open challenge over at Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary. But who would accept the challenge? A lot of people have been speculating that it was going to be Rhino, and it was also going to be, well, we can now confirm that Heath Slater, yes, he was there, but he's no longer called Heath Slater. He was known as just Heath, but we'll get into that in just a moment. The Rascals had set up an open challenge to any tag team to face him over at Slantiversary. But the question is, what team was going to face him? Who was it? What team could possibly face the Rascals? And then there was one team that showed up at the very beginning of Slammiversary. The Rascals appeared, they showed up, they were ready for battle, and they were thinking that could it be any tag team in Impact Wrestling. But what they didn't know was they were facing off against some true legends in Impact Wrestling history. They faced none other than possibly one of the greatest tag teams in the history of Impact Wrestling. And I'm not just talking about any great tag team. This was one of the best tag teams ever. I've been, I've been a huge fan of them since 2007 to 2008. And they make their long-awaited return for the first time in many, many years. And I'm talking about Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin of the Motor City Machine Guns. For the first time in many years, the Motor City Machine Guns made their long-awaited return back into Impact Wrestling, and my God, they look fantastic. They look better than ever. It's been a long time since we've seen Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin together in an Impact Wrestling ring. The last time we saw those two together, I think it was somewhere over in Ring of Honor. I think that was the last time I had a chance to see those two in the ring, and they were outstanding, and I thought they were one of the best tag teams going in all of professional wrestling. Good to see them. Great match. They won over the Rascals, and man, it was amazing. Truly amazing. Great to see the Motor City Machine Guns back. That was, that was one of the good stuff that was happening. Then, the next part of the matchup. Let's see if I can look at my list here because I kept the list of everything that was going over here unless I deleted them all. Did I, did, did I delete them all? Oh, fuck, I did. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and just get right into some of it if I can just get to... Uh, I know what the next match was. Um, the next match was involving a um, quote-unquote match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. It consists of Moose defending his championship, his supposed championship, against Tommy Dreamer in an old-school match. And a uh, great matchup, uh, digged it, and let me see if I can have the... Uh, ah, okay, here we go. Found it. Okay, just looking through all this and everything. Okay, here we go. Okay, we talked about the Motor City Machine Guns. Okay, Moose versus Tommy Dreamer. Old school wrestling match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Moose defeated Tommy Dreamer in the middle of the ring. Great matchup. Uh, the winner of the Gauntlet for the Gold match, um, the winner of that one was Kaylee... Ka um, how do you say? Ka Kylie Ray? Yeah, Kylie Ray. She was the one that won the match. She defeated... Um, Taya, Taya Valkyrie, I believe. That was the last person that was in there. 
Uh, the next one was for the X Division Championship. This was an outstanding match, um, head to toe in every way possible. Chris Bay going one on one against the champion Willie Mack. And at the very end of this match, Willie Mack was defeated at the hands of Chris Bay. He is your brand new X Division Champion. Congratulations to Chris Bay for winning the X Division Championship at Slammiversary. Right here for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Championship, the North Ethan Page and Josh Alexander defended their tag team titles against the world's most dangerous tag team in Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Now, I really thought for sure that the world's most dangerous tag team would definitely get the upper hand on the North. But the North pretty much showed why they have been one of the longest reigning champions in the history of Impact Wrestling. Therefore, they defeated the world's most greatest, the world's most dangerous tag team. And the big news that everybody knows about, and just in case you don't, let me see if I can pull this up on the screen here if you don't mind. If I can, I don't know if I can. Can I? Can I show it? Yes, I can. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can. Perfect. Here we go. Let's see if we could. No team has better chemistry. No team has more devastating tag team tactics. We are the greatest team in impact wrestling history. Happy anniversary, first of all, and I am extremely impressed by your tag team continuity, your teamwork, your choice in ring attire, very similar to ours, but respectfully, as far as you reinventing the wheel and being the flagship team in Impact History, well, I just have to disagree with you. Fellas, here's the thing about being the greatest, because I know you two think you're the greatest. We know. Well, when you're truly the greatest, you're not going to need to come out here and constantly remind everybody over and over and over again, we're the greatest. We're the greatest. Others will tell you. All right, and hey, I mean, I guess I can admit it. For the last year before tonight, you guys have been the greatest. You've been the tag team champions. You've beat every tag team here. But now the Motor City Machine Guns are here. And, you know, we just got a funny bit of information before we came out here. We just found out this Tuesday on Access TV, we have a match. And it just so happens that match is the Motor City Machine Guns versus the North for those Impact Tag Team Championship belts. Wow. So maybe this Tuesday, we will finally find out who truly is the greatest. So let's keep Impact Wrestling trending worldwide, folks, this Tuesday. Tag team titles on the line. I know what I'm doing this Tuesday. Get You're, the popcorn, kid. You're not kidding. And it is official. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is official. At Impact Wrestling this coming Tuesday, it's going to be the Motor City Machine Guns in a tag team title match against the North. 
And I, I know a lot of people are going to be excited to see the return of the Motor City Machine Guns. They're going to reclaim, in my, in my opinion, they're possibly going to reclaim the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Championship against the North this coming Tuesday night on Impact Wrestling. If you've got Access TV, get an opportunity to check it out while you can. Now let's move on to the next matchup that took place over at Slammiversary. This one was for the Knockouts Championship. It was Diano Perrazzo going one-on-one against the champion, Jordan Grace. And I got to say, um, great matchup. Dig it from head to toe. I picked Diano Perrazzo to win it, and that's exactly what happened. Diano Perrazzo, who used to be in NXT, now a part of Impact Wrestling, now has become the new knockouts champion the virtuoso or virtuosa or however she's called is now the new knockouts champion congratulations go out to diana perrazzo for defeating jordan grace over at slammiversary last night big big time happy for that and now comes the main event of the evening you had trey You had Ace Austin, and then you had Eddie Edwards. Now, the question on everyone's mind is, who was the fourth individual to appear before everyone else? Well, believe it or not, that fourth individual was Richard Swan. I know that's not a big surprise to everyone, but I know some people are probably thinking to themselves, who the fuck is Rich Swan? Okay, well, let me clue you in on who this individual is Rich Swan used to be a part of the WWE a long time ago he, I believe he was there I believe he was the cruiserweight champion over in the WWE and then he was let go and was brought over to Impact Wrestling and he won their X Division Championship about a year ago as a matter of fact and he makes his long awaited return so he becomes the fourth individual in the Impact Wrestling World Championship match and a lot of people on Twitter and a lot of people on Facebook, Facebook were definitely disappointed at the outcome of how this came out. However, another huge surprise would take place. Now, I, and let me go ahead and say this. I originally said that this was a five-way match. This was originally a five-way match. But we know about the story with both Tessa Blanchard and Michael Elgin. And I said on my Main Event Talk podcast that this should have been a five-way match instead of a four. But now they turned it into a five-way match. Because, yes, a former world champion did appear. And this was a huge surprise. And that huge surprise, and before I get into this surprise, let's bring up some of the surprises that happened. First, we saw the appearance of the Motor City Machine Guns. A longer way to return. It was good to see them. And as I mentioned earlier, Heath Slater, or now he's being known as Heath, appeared at Impact Wrestling and he shocked the living hell out of everybody. And it was tremendous to see Heath on Impact Wrestling. And no doubt, we'll get a chance to see a whole lot more of Heath somewhere in the near future. It was good to see him. Now, who was the fifth man? I thought for sure it was going to be Heath. But instead, it ended up being someone that was a former world champion. Now, let me give you my, my thought as to who I really thought. And I posted this out on Twitter. I mentioned, and I quote, that I think I have an idea as to who the fifth or fourth member could, could it be. 
I mentioned a few names. I mentioned EC3. I mentioned Bully Ray. I mentioned Sting. I mentioned Kurt Angle. And then one name that sort of popped up in my head, and I thought for sure he would show up, was the Cowboy, James Storm. He was a former world champion. He hadn't been in WWE. He had been in Impact Wrestling for quite a while. And it would have been tremendous to see the Cowboy James Storm not only come in into this fatal five-way match. He would have been the World Heavyweight Champion as far as I'm concerned. But that didn't happen. So, let's see. So, we got four individuals. Trey, Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, and Rich Swan. So, who's the fifth guy? Who's the fifth individual? Who was going to take part in the opportunity to become the next Impact Wrestling World Champion? Well, it was a former Impact Wrestling World Champion. He was also an individual that was one of the people fired from the WWE. And there was none other than the man that used to be known as Showtime. And now he returns as Eric Young, that's right. Eric Young was the fifth member and made his return to Impact Wrestling for the first time in many, many years. And he was a former world champion. So, not to suspense with the formalities, it was an elimination match. So, let me see if I can put this in order here correctly, if I may. Um, Let's see, we had, I think Eric Young was eliminated first. He was out the window. No, wait a minute, let me correct that. I think Trey was out, then Eric Young was out, and then Eric Swanson was out, or, or Rich Swanson was out, and then it was down to two. It was Ace Austin and Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards eliminated Ace Austin, which makes him the last contender, which means Eddie Edwards is once again the Impact Wrestling World Champion. And then he got attacked at the hands of, uh, I believe his name is Mad Max or his, you know, Ace Austin's bodyguard came in and tried to ruin the celebration and then the appearance of the Good Brothers. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows appeared and man, everyone was thinking that they were gonna, you know, come in and side with them but instead, they are the Good Brothers for a reason and they went ahead and attacked Ace Austin his bodyguard, threw him out the way and celebrated with Eddie, Eddie Edwards who is now the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Well, that was the end of Slammiversary, but there was one little thing that happened. One little thing that a lot of people have been anticipating, and I got to tell you, he's coming. And all I can say is his return is going to happen this Tuesday on Impact Wrestling. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can... Oh, crap. I'm sorry. I had it here. <laughs> well, okay, well, let me go ahead. I'm, I'm not going to throw it on here. Let me go ahead and just mention who he is. His return is coming at Impact Wrestling this coming Tuesday. It is the return of EC3. The last time we saw EC3, he was in the WWE. He had a cup in his hands. The WWE had tried everything in his power to make him some kind of a star, and they just made him look like a little chump, and then he was thrown out. And then... I had saw some interesting videos of EC3. As a matter of fact, if you go over to YouTube, if you go over to YouTube, I went ahead and subscribed to it. Uh, I subscribed to something that is entitled, I think, Omar, I think. Yeah, his, um, 
His, uh, his YouTube channel is says Omar, and he has several of these videos that were very, very interesting to me. And I was um, curious about, you know, how all these videos came together and what's it really all about. And it is everything is about EC3. The first video that he released was something that says EC3 is set free and is fighting to control his narrative. This was around July 18th, almost a couple of days after my birthday. Uh, EC3 is ready to bring the fight. That was on July 14th. And then there was another one where he released a video that says EC3 will fight for freedom, which was on July 4th. And here was something I found very, very interesting. EC3 is more, more than elite. That was on July 1st. Very, very interesting. And then EC3 will evolve. This was, this was supposedly, you know, about NXT. And I'm looking at the screen here. It says NX3, which could have been very, very interesting. And then uh, EC3 went on and says EC3 claims that there's no honor in wrestling, which he's pretty much talking about Ring of Honor. So EC3 has turned into this interesting character that that I found uh, very, very interesting. You know, I, I really like where this character was going. And I'm not sure exactly what to see in EC3 this coming Tuesday. But I know that EC3 is going to be a different individual. And I admit, I'll admit this from years ago. I have been watching several of EC3 matches, and not just from EC3, but back when he was Darren Bateman in NXT, and then, of course, he was EC3 when he was in NXT. And uh, I saw EC3 for the first time back in 2013, and I admit I wasn't impressed by this guy. Or, actually, 2013 to 2014. I wasn't impressed with this EC3. I thought he was a low... A low carbon copy of the Miz but he got better as a talent he got better as a promo and I was impressed with him every step of the way and he made me look at him in a whole different light and all I can say about that is wow <laughs> man I am very very impressed with what EC3 has become and hopefully in the near future this coming Tuesday night we're going to see the future of EC3 where does he go from here how far is this going to go where are we going to go with EC3 but more importantly there's a lot of other people that didn't show up like the aces and eights everybody has been wondering why didn't the Aces and Eights appear over at Slammiversary? Well, my thought is there's a possibility of the Aces and Eights coming over to Impact Wrestling. So think about this. There's a match that's going to take place with the Motor City Machine Guns and the North for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team titles. That's going to be tremendous. And then the appearance of EC3. That's going to happen as well. And also a possibility of the appearance of Heath coming over to Impact Wrestling. And what happens if the Aces and Eight show up? What about the confrontation between Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan? There's a lot of big stuff happening over at Impact Wrestling. And for the first time, and I'm going to say this to Impact Wrestling, congratulations, guys. Slammiversary was an outstanding show. Slammiversary was definitely the best event out of the three events that we saw out of fight for the fallen and even 
Extreme Rules, which we are going to get to in just moments. But all I can say to Impact Wrestling is thank you. Slammiversary was an outstanding event. The matches were great. The surprises were off the wall. And I hope that Impact Wrestling can continue to do the things that it's doing. And all I can say to you guys is thank you very much. And I said this on Twitter. I posted it out and I said this before and I'll say it again. Impact Wrestling, you make wrestling fun again. Thank you. Thank you very much and happy Slammiversary to all of you. Now, I hate to do this, but the fun, ladies and gentlemen, is about to begin. So I need you to do me a favor, get a cold one, get a soda, get an eye plucker, get whatever you want, because I am about to tear a new one like never before.
So that was the intro for WWE's Extreme Rules. That was it right there. Now, I don't want to get any further. Let me go ahead and go through some of the matches, and then we're going to get to the really good stuff. <laughs> I, I said good stuff. <laughs> like, like there was any good stuff in there anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. Let's get to the top, shall we? Let's start off with the kickoff show. Let's start off with the first matchup that took place. Kevin Owens going one-on-one against Murphy. I still want to call him Buddy Murphy. That's all I want to call him. I want to call him Buddy Murphy, so let's not suspense with the formalities. KO wins, defeats Buddy Murphy. That was the end of the show. And then we get on to the tables match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The New Day goes up against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I said on my Main Event Talk podcast that I know somehow the New Day will win it. But I would love for Nakamura and Cesaro to win the tag team titles because we need those titles away from the New Day, okay? We need that shit off their fucking waist. Because here's the thing. I'm saying this because it's true. I'm saying this because... I'm I'm just saying it anyway. New Day needs to separate. New Day needs to get the fuck away from the tag team division. And New Day needs to give other teams an opportunity at the tag team titles. I don't care if we get a new team. We just need a team that needs those titles. And believe it or not, I said, and I quote, that I want Cesaro and Nakamura to win the titles. And that's exactly what happened. Your winners, and I saw Kofi Kingston go through the tables, Cesaro and Nakamura are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That's how it goes, that's how it should be, and already the show is kicking off to a great start. Digging it, loving it, boom. Okay, let's move on to the next matchup, if you don't mind. I wonder if I can, (coughs) I wonder if I can go ahead and, oh, actually, wait a minute, I can get to this part, can I? I'm just trying to get into every, uh, just uh, finalize everything that took place. Here we go. Found it. Uh-huh. Extreme Rules was considered a horrible, horrible pay-per-view ever. Yes, and it says so right here. I'm not lying to you. Okay, now, I think they've already updated this whole shit, but let me go ahead and get right into it, if you don't mind. Okay. We talked about Kevin Owens. We talked about Nakamura. The next matchup was a singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I said, and I quote, I don't want Bayley to win. I want Nikki Cross to win. And that didn't happen. So, therefore, Nikki Cross loses. Bayley wins the titles. And it becomes a meaningless, pointless fucking match. Meaningless, Very meaningless. I know some people are thinking, well, don't worry. It's going to be a matter of time before Sasha and Bailey face off against each other. Hold your, hold, hold your horses. We're not, we're, we're getting to the worst part. Let's just hang on here. The next matchup, this, this, this just keeps getting better. Uh, this one is a, um, 
a singles match for the United States Championship. MVP to go one-on-one against Apollo Crews. Now, Apollo Crews was supposed to have been a part of this event, but due to, uh, I guess, uh, he couldn't get medical clearance to compete against MVP. So, therefore, MVP is declared the United States champion by forfeit. Now, immediately when I saw this, the thing that I said was, okay, so you couldn't just go ahead and get somebody else to take on MVP for the United States Championship. Maybe Ricochet or maybe, oh, I don't know, uh, may- maybe Alistair Black. Maybe someone that can compete for the United States title. Come on now. Give me a fucking break. And already this is starting to look like shit. Give me a fucking break. No surprises at all. This was ridiculous. Now... Next matchup, speaking of ridiculous, the eye for an eye match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Oh, God, let's let's get this out of the way, shall we? Okay, first of all, I think it was a great match. I think it was good. But the big thing that everybody wants to know about, everybody is anticipating to wonder exactly how the fuck this shit's going to work. Because in this eye for an eye match, let's, you know, and this is the thing, the stipulation, you know the stipulation, but just in case you don't, in order to win this match, you cannot win by pinfall, you cannot win by submission, you cannot win by countout or disqualification. The only way to win, you have to extract the person's eyeball from his fucking socket. Oh, God. And the first thing that I said, and I even put this out on Twitter, I said, if that happens, I'll pull my own fucking eye out. So, it was a great match. Loved it from head to toe. Uh, and and did, did you notice? Did you notice that Rey Mysterio manages to hurt Seth Rollins' eye for a little bit, but somehow Seth Rollins managed to see? Okay, already we saw one fuck up right there. So let me get this straight. You put Seth Rollins' eye right on the steel steps and you try to hurt him and yet he doesn't he doesn't hurt. He's not hurting, he's not bleeding, he's not going through bullshit. Already this fucking match sucks. Now we get to the good stuff. Rey Mysterio's eye patch is taken off, right? And we're thinking, okay, he's going to get his revenge on Seth Rollins. It's going to end up good. It's going to end up nice, okay? And then comes the unthinkable. Seth Rollins goes ahead and takes Rey Mysterio and goes ahead and goes after his eye. Puts his eye through the steps. And it does look painful. It really does. But not as painful as what happened when the match was over. And you want to know how the match was over? Let me tell you how the match was over. So as soon as Rey Mysterio's head, and you put his eyeball right on the fucking steel steps, the referee was looking at Rey Mysterio. Seth Rollins turns around, looks at Rey Mysterio, and then he pulls back. Like, what the hell happened? And apparently, Rey Mysterio's eyeball, his supposed eyeball, came out of his fucking socket. Your winner, Seth Rollins. And and to make this a whole lot more interesting, you know how Seth Rollins is convinced that the eyeball was out of his fucking socket? Let me tell you exactly how he did it. Seth Rollins threw up 
on national television and on pay-per-view and on the WWE Network. Seth Rollins threw up on national television, on pay-per-view, and on the WWE Network. I think everybody else was doing the same thing that Seth Rollins was doing when this match was over. Are you fucking kidding me? So you mean to tell me that somehow the eyeball came out of his fucking socket and... Wouldn't it be a whole lot more realistic if the eyeball were in the referee's hands and expose it to the fucking world? It would have been a little bit gruesome. And I know some people are going to say, well, Furman, it's a PG show. Be realistic. Be realistic. Put the fucking eyeball out for everyone to see. And if that don't, ha- if that doesn't happen, we're all gonna be chanting the words. It's fucking bullshit. Remember Hell in the Cell? Remember that whole thing with Seth Rollins and the Fiend and the Universal Championship matchup that took place about a year ago? That was a better match than what the fuck I just saw. My fucking god. Seth, Seth Rollins, if you weren't hated now, you are hated than ever. And it's not the good kind of heat. It's the kind of heat that makes everybody wants to take a few baseball bats and smash your fucking head into the fucking ceiling. Okay. We go from the ridiculous to... Oh, oh, this just gets This just gets a whole lot better, doesn't it? Yes, it does! Because it's for the SmackDown, it's for the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka going one-on-one against Sasha Banks. Now, match was good. Everything was great. You got Kyrie Singh on one side, and you got Bailey on the other. Now, here's where it gets really fucked up. Okay, now, I was watching this matchup. Great from head to toe. Digged it. Loved it. But then something happened. Something happened, apparently. I was watching this, and then, you know, Bailey was trying everything in her power. She even threw the belt in the middle of the fucking ring, right? She threw the belt in the middle of the fucking ring, and then all of a sudden, it ends up at this point where, distracting the referee, Sasha had the belt, and everything else like that. Asuka was about to put the green mist on Sasha Banks. Sasha ducked. The referee got the green mist. Then Bailey comes in, interferes in the match, and then Bailey goes ahead. And what does she do? She takes the referee's shirt off, ladies and gentlemen. She takes the referee's shirts off, put it on herself. Sasha is right on top of Asuka, and Bailey decides to become an official. And then she goes one, two, three, and Sasha Banks supposedly is the new Raw Women's Champion. Okay. (laughs) So Sasha, who is an unofficial referee, takes a fucking referee shirt off, puts it on, counts the referee, and, and counts on the match, and then... Sasha is the champion now. Oh my god. You know what? Everyone that saw that, you know what they did? They went to the Harbor Bridge and committed suicide. That's exactly what the fuck they did. So, you couldn't get another referee out there 
You couldn't get another referee out there to stop all the ridiculousness and the stupidity and make sure that we get the match going to the point where we see Oscar defeating Sasha Banks and then Sasha Banks would blame on Bailey. You couldn't do that? How the fuck do you mess that shit up? Seriously, I mean, my God, I was on Twitter. I saw that shit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? My God, I mean, you just shit on the women's division just like that. It was entertaining for him. And no, it wasn't. That fucking sucked. And you know what? And, 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 and let me tell you something. Bailey becoming champion, that sucked, okay? Sasha winning the title for absolutely no reason. And Bailey becoming the referee absolutely sucked. So you just shit on the women's division on, on Extreme Rules, the horror show, and you just made the Impact Knockouts Championship look more deserving than both the SmackDown and the Raw women's titles combined. That was fucking ridiculous. But regardless of what the fuck happened, and let's call it like we see it, ladies and gentlemen, Asuka is still... The Raw Women's Champion, despite the fact that we had shitty referees, nobody to come out to make any sense of this whole situation, and green mist flying all over the place, and people that want to pretend to be referee, Asuka is still the Raw Women's Champion. Okay, now... The next matchup was uplifting. It was for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre going one-on-one against Dolph Ziggler. And he announced the stipulation. He could have announced the stipulation right there. Instead of just having to wait and 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 wait. So here's the stipulation. It's an Extreme Rules match. Oh my god, that's a fucking shock. Oh wait. Gets a little better. And this was actually a little bit better. So, in this match, it's an Extreme Rules match, but only for Dolph Ziggler. Only for Dolph. He's the only one that can use weapons. He's the only one that can take out a table, take out a chair, take out whatever he wants. He can't be counted out or disqualified. However, Drew McIntyre, he can be disqualified and lose a championship. He can be counted out and lose a championship. Anything he does, he'll lose the championship. The only way he's going to win this match is if he wins it by a regular match. And I'm not going to suspense with the formalities. He did. He beat him. It's done. Drew McIntyre is still the WWE champion. And Dolph Ziggler is back on the fucking jobber list. Congratulations, Dolph Ziggler. You've proven that you may have been that smart. But Drew McIntyre is smarter. He's a champion. And that's all we have to do. Okay, we're almost at the end of this episode. And now we come to the swamp fight. This match, this match was just, oh dear God. What do you say about this match? I mean, it's a swamp match. You had the monster among men, Braun Strowman. Going one-on-one against Bray Wyatt. People disappearing. People getting chained up for absolutely no reason. 
Alexa Bliss is supposedly Sister Abigail. Can we please put a lid on the whole Sister Abigail thing? It's not really Sister Abigail. It doesn't exist, you fucking morons. And then they were fighting in the swamp. Bray Wyatt gets chokeslam right on top of a fucking boat. The boat leaves, and then the boat comes back. And the first thing that came to my head when the boat comes back is, I bet you a million dollars Bray Wyatt is nowhere near... He's not inside that boat, and my God, I was right. (laughs) Then, then Bray Wyatt attacks Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is drowning Bray Wyatt. It's coming to an end, and then when I'm looking at the credits at the very bottom, I'm like, are you kidding me? You mean I spent 15 minutes watching this match, and that's how you end it? That's how you end it. With Bray Wyatt getting thrown in the fucking lake. And Braun Strowman is right there. Oh, but it doesn't It doesn't end there. No, it doesn't. Who appears at the deep of the water? Who appears in the fucking Bra- Bray Wyatt swamp fight? The Fiend comes out at the end of the fucking match. So supposedly Bray Wyatt or The Fiend or whoever wins this fucking match. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, so I saw the worst horror show in the history of pro wrestling and in the history of sports entertainment and in the history of everything that exists on this earth that we call entertainment. Let me tell you something. You know what a horror show looks like? Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween. Creep show. Tales from the Crypt. Are you getting the fucking point here? Extreme rules should have been extreme rules. Whatever the fuck we saw tonight on the WWE Network, you know what everyone's doing right now? Everyone is calling all their friends. Yes, everyone is calling all their friends. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to not wear masks. Yes, they're not going to wear masks. They're going to take a bunch of fucking knives. Yes, they're going to take a bunch of knives. And then what they're going to do is they're going to do something. uh, They're going to do exactly what the song says on Soulfly's self-titled album. Do you remember? You remember the first song? You know the first song. Eye for an eye. They're going to pluck each other's eyes out. And then they're going to kill themselves in the Harbor Bridge. That's exactly what they're going to do. And speaking of eye for an eye. (laughs) Speaking of eye for an eye. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. And, And I know Robert Kahn, too. I know him him and me were having this argument about it's your opinion. No, it's a fact. 
Extreme Rules fucking sucked, okay? Let's get that out of the way. Extreme Rules absolutely sucked. I want to thank the WWE, and I want to thank AEW a whole lot. You know why? Because you two, you two guys have proven that you don't know wrestling for fucking shit. That's the fucking truth. And Impact Wrestling did a fantastic job. They outdid both Fight for the Fallen and extreme rules. Now, I even said on my Twitter account, and I posted this out, and I said that extreme rules was going to be worse, and fight for the fallen was going to be worse, and it's going to make Slammiversary look like the number one event and the number one show going today. And then somebody had responded to my tweet saying, Well, how do you know that extreme rules hasn't showed up yet? Oh, this is WWE. That's all you have to fucking know. Here's to conclude this entire thing. If you guys had a chance to see WWE Extreme Rules, I'd like to extend my apologies to you. If you guys didn't see Extreme Rules, don't look at it. Don't watch it. Don't even make the time to do it, okay? Do yourself a favor. Get the WWE Network, but don't watch that Extreme Rules match, okay? Don't want you know, you know how bad you know how bad that swamp fight was? Let me tell you exactly how that swamp fight was. It was like it was like the Firefly Funhouse, considering to be the, the, the match that took place at WrestleMania. The Firefly Funhouse match was considered the greatest WrestleMania match in the history of pro wrestling. It was that fucking bad. My fucking god. Oh, it's like I just want to take the biggest shit of my life and sit there for hours and wonder what the fuck. And then when I get up and see the pile of shit, I'm going to say to myself, well, there it goes. So, guys, I was going to go ahead and put a song on, but... I'm disgusted by what I saw. And I'm not talking about the shit I just did in the toilet. I'm talking about what I saw at Extreme Rules. That was just horrible. It was ridiculous. I know some people are going to say, well, you need to stop watching WWE. No, 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 no. Because, you see, that takes the entertainment out of everything I do. As far as I'm concerned... We need to criticize WWE. And I think the funny thing is, I think WWE is doing this by accident just so we can give them a reaction. Let them know that this sucks. Let them know that this blows. Let them, let them know that this was the worst pay-per-view ever. It makes AEW look like a bunch of fucking geniuses. <laughs> this is nuts. I, I cannot... All, all I can say is I'm not... All, all, I just want to... I just want to, I want to drink a lot of beer. I want to drink every single bottle of whiskey. I want to take an overdose of Xanax. I want to do heroin. I want to snort cocaine. I want to smoke cigarettes. I want to get high. I want to shoot myself in the fucking eye with a pogo stick. I want to go ahead and go over to Whataburger and get myself a number two double meat, double cheese, no onions, Diet Coke, water-sized fries, and then eat it, go home, go to sleep, get up about nine hours later, and wake up and say, what the fuck just happened? That's all you have to know. All I can say is, we're at the end. This is it. It's over. So until then, guys, 
I'm out of here. Do yourself a favor. Don't watch Extreme Rules. I'm not lying. Don't watch Extreme Rules, the horror show at all. It's bad for you. Nine out of ten doctors, including myself, say it is bad for you. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Vincent, man, you need to have your head examined. And do yourself a favor. Throw yourself off a bridge and die already. Please.